everybody. This is Icon. This is your neighborhood Virgo with a mean flow, the queen with the mean 16. All of the great things uh, you may want to call me. <laughs> and you're now welcome to the front porch. The front porch is that space that provides a bird's eye view of the entire neighborhood. Yes, it is the place where all the good people in the neighborhood come together in a community to observe what's going on, to crack jokes, to pass on wisdom and give good hearted enlightenment. The foundation is the, fo- the front porch is the foundation. It's the gateway to your home, the safe space for your thoughts, your words, and your love. It's the place where both scalps are greased and edges are sneaky sneaky snatched the place where you get both the gossip and the gospel please join me and my pnc that's my partner in conversation jesus as we make you feel right at home (laughs) right now you're listening to us on wbok 1230 am live on your radio or via the wbok 1230 app and now yes you can listen to us on anchor anchor.fm forward slash the front porch nola g Khan. What it do? What happy new year, Khan. It's another year. Right. And welcome we made to, it. Welcome to twenty nineteen. Ooh, by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> <laughs> blessed to be here. Blessed and highly and favored. Yes. Not even blessed with a E D on the end, just blessed. Blessed. <laughs> I wanted to continue. Be blessed. <laughs> be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, how did you spend your new year? Did you do traditional like making resolutions and you know, I'ma lose fifteen pounds and stuff? start working out and kind give of. up porn or I don't know what your <laughs> resolution is. Never that. Um, <laughs> kind, I'm glad you asked me. My my New Year's resolution, I resolve in 2019 to win. Oh, that's my that's re- it. I resolve just, to win. Just all we do is win, 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 no matter Winners what. Winners win. And Look, I'm winning in 2019. I'm with you on that, G. You feel me on that's, that? That kind of goes yeah. in alignment with what I actually, you know. Did you have, you have one? I didn't really have a resolution, but my resolution was like, I'm going to get this healing. I'm going to get this whatever's due to me. Mm. Ain't nobody going to stop it. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. get that healing, kind. GTHC. Healing. And yes. on top of that, like, I think my other resolution, which has become more and more evident, I think the universe, uh, God, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. a higher power, is really leading me into not caring so much about other people's feelings when expressing my truth. Mm. I think I cared a lot about other people when it came Mm. down to like how I was feeling, you know, if I'm uncomfortable or don't feel safe or don't feel whatever, you know, I would always prioritize, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to make such and -and so-and-so feel like blah, blah, blah. But now 2019 is the year time out for all that. Kind. Look, that's you speaking my truths. That's what I was, (laughs) I was trying to explain to somebody when I was talking about my resolution. I was like, man, I don't have time to like be worried about, you know what I'm saying? Like all the extracurricular. I got these goals in front of me that need achieving. That part. I'm saying I'm 40. I ain't getting no younger. Mm, Like mm. these goals got to start working for me. So the rest of the stuff. We just gonna have yeah. to figure that out some other kind of way. It's when you spend so much time, like you know, doing that, you realize how much you wasted really prioritizing other people. Then you yeah. walk around here with ulcers, carrying bags, and not fi- pack Look, light, carrying a grief case, pack a grief case. Where did you get that? <laughs> I saw it somewhere. It ain't oh, mine. I thought that was yours. I was I about to say we about to was... make t-shirts. Look, up I wish that was coins. my intellectual property. Everybody else, uh, I don't know if y'all made resolutions or whatever, but I have also been on a, a kick, another kick that I'll talk about a little bit later that I came to a resolve about. I, I like using the word resolve. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was the word from resolution. And I went all the way through school. I didn't know the <laughs> verb was like, I resolve. It's never it's too, too late, kind. I was going to say I resolute. To, <laughs> I thought that was the base word for resolution. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I went to public school. Um, but anyway, today on the front porch, it's going to be me and G chilling Why? as we do. 
talking about things that are relevant to the community, relevant to us most of right. all, and relevant uh, hopefully to you all out there listening. And we'll also do our let the dollar circulate segment because yeah. I think in the year 2019 it's also important that we continue and increase where we let our dollars. I made a, a choice to as much as possible. I can't 100% dedicate my coin to black business as of yet because not everything I need is available. Mm-hmm. I don't think readily. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes via, you got to go to Amazon. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you got to go to Amazon. Sometimes you got to dip your feet in Walmart. I'm sorry. Right. you know. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm trying my best to as much as possible. Eat at black establishments. Mm-hmm. You know, Buy from local brands. Support local artists. All that stuff that we should already be doing. Yeah, It so would we, be nice to one day be like 100% you know, sufficient with, yeah. with like the community. But yeah. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, right? In between like, time. While they're not selling styrofoam coolers, you got to go to Walmart, like you said. Like. <laughs> not the styrofoam coolers. <laughs> they on the Yeti now. <laughs> Little Yeti. <laughs> but uh, before we get into all that, G, I know we got to go somewhere. What? We we got the first lurk of the year happening? The first lurk of the year. Going we started the year off being nosy. <laughs> Up in people's business. Just like look. y'all probably was. Like y'all heard the pop, pop, pop outside. Who that? <laughs> right. Not as black cats. <laughs> okay, Con, I'm going to go first. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I like this one because this this speaks to my 2018, not my 2019. I'm winning. <laughs> he a new man. <laughs> <laughs> this this meme says, I had a lot of stuff to do today. Now I have a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> that's, that, does that speak to procrastination right. possibly? Oh, that might be. I need to hang that up then a, as a warning of what right, not. Right, put to, a little red thing with a little cross, cross through it. Cross through it, right, do yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> um, that's another resolution or resolve or whatever you want to call it. Um, making sure that I do what I set out to do right when I do right when I, it, I think about it. Because mm-hmm. if not, I either forget about it and then it starts to compile with other stuff. Who are you telling, Con? How many tasks you didn't gave me last week that I forgot? I'm just saying. <laughs> then, you know, my edges start thinning out and stuff, and that's not a good look. I've already been rocking head wraps for the past two, <laughs> two weeks. Everybody's just been thinking I'm a real Afrocentric sister. It's like, nah, I ain't. I ain't had time because I was procrastinating on other things. (laughs) Right, right, right. That was a good one. That's a good one. Um, Okay, okay. It well, I was gonna say in that same vein, I was gonna give you one, but I it said, if you don't know where you want to be in five years, you're already there. Hmm. Now, hold up. They got deep on me. I got to think about this. Mm -hmm. If I Mm -hmm. don't know where I want to be in five years, you're already there. Let me think about that because. I I feel like there's a lot of people out there who still haven't identified like what their passion is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and and so maybe it's maybe it's speaking to them, but they might not necessarily be where they want to be. You know, like we we talk about um uh the 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 college system that we have mm-hmm. now and whether it's better to like go to trade school and like, you know, but I, I think that's rooted in like a lot of people making decisions like life decisions early on without really knowing like what they want their mm-hmm. life to be at that point. Me, you know for what I mean? example. Yeah. What you, what you went to, well, oh wait, I, I know what you went to college for. What I went to so, college for. Uh, it I wasn't ain't doing chemistry, it, right now. it was science. <laughs> I knew it was science related. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what was it? I went to school for biology and biology. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was pre-med as Xavier. Then went to Tulane for public health. Probably nobody couldn't have told you you wasn't going to be a nobody doctor. Nobody told in high me. School. I was, was like, I'm going to be the first black doctor out of Peabody War Horses. Well, you got a lot of doctors <laughs> and oh, lawyers. Yeah, we got some doctors and everything. Oh, okay. One of our doctors actually be on the show, the doctors. 
uh, was a friend of mine, Dr. Shanita Landry. It's um, a show that comes on, well, if you got cable, with all the doctors, and they sit down and give advice about, um, like, issues and stuff. It come on cable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. Like, on the same channel, The View, or one of them come on. But it's like a bunch of celebrity, like, doctors or whatever, and a former classmate of mine who graduated a year after me what? is a doctor that's on there. Okay. But, yeah, I went to school for medicine, and um, I thought I was going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. That's a fancy word for a heart doctor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but instead, you was a heart doctor with these poems. I'm a heart doctor still, but I just have a different OR. Right, right. A- and that's where you at now. Right, right. And in five years. <laughs> <laughs> and in five years. But no, I think it, it speaks to, I don't think it's 100% uh, accurate, but I, I do think it speaks to having a plan or a vision for your life. Because I think a lot of times we kind of move through, we get bounced around, kind of like when you're bowling, bowling and you hit the gutter um Mm-hmm. The little gutter things and the ball just go wherever it want to go instead of like mm-hmm. right down the chute if you aim for it. So I'm thinking that that more so speaks to like just having a vision, some kind of vision for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a five year plan, like have a, a six month plan, kind a year plan. Do you do you have a five year plan? I mean, I know this is a little off ta- uh, off topic, yeah. but I'm I'm curious because like you know I I know I do, but yeah. I, I want to know what you know what do what do poets plan five years from now? Like, I, you, you know, you it's crazy years? because I'm kind of not like moving more so out of just being a poet. I'm starting to think of myself more as a creative instead of just a poet. Mm, sounds like I, a like a topic. <laughs> it sounds like a topic. Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> Foreshadow. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, poet. But I'm moving more to into like not boxing myself into just being a poet. Mm-hmm. Not saying that being a poet is not sufficient enough or enough, but there's so many other things that I do. So I think my five year plan or my plan in general encapsulates all the things I see as far as my my artistry. Good. You know what? And I'm a I'm a rem- I'm gonna try to remember to ask you specifically mm-hmm. these things in a little bit because I'm curious. So. Okay. But let's okay. let's keep let's keep. All right, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so this one, um, this one is also my life, uh, currently and past. Y'all ever bob and weave through traffic and end up in the worst lane, and now you gotta watch the cars you passed up pass you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a metaphor for life. Oh, if that ain't a word. Because it's always like you trying to be super aggressive and yeah. like you hit on the gas real quick mm-hmm. and you like speeding in front of somebody, you know you you made somebody behind you mad. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, boop, that just come to a halt, and now everybody looking at. At you like haha karma <laughs> <laughs> i've also been the dude on the other side of that watch somebody yeah, yeah. like do i've been on both sides of the coin and then pass them up and be like holla my dude how about been on both sides how about was the person who did that was the person that saw that and was like oh they look stupid <laughs> then was the person who did it again <laughs> to become the person who looks stupid once more <laughs> i think what we what we can establish is that we all hate traffic i think <laughs> so we all hate traffic number one and a lot of people are just very impatient mm-hmm. we uh, are i think because we're in such an instant we say this all the time because we're in such an instant gratification kind of society people People's patience is becoming less and less no and less. Doubt. Like I'm starting to see people just have way less patience. Like we need to start sitting outside in the grass, <laughs> you know, in Indian style, <laughs> on a blanket, enjoying the earth, watching the ants, <laughs> just paying attention to the ants. Con, do you do you have road rage? I'm trying to think if I, I have a road road in the passenger seat with you. I do a little bit. I do kind of. I, I do. I, I'm working on it. I'm praying. I'm yet. Working on that, and y'all pray for me. Keep me lifted up in <laughs> prayer, because I, I, I could cuss some folk out. And then be ready to, like, fight almost. Yeah, I, I got a little road rage, too, but I think mine is is rooted in the fact that I'm always late. 
<laughs> yeah, that and part so, that might be part of yeah, it. Yeah, like I'm always like trying to hurry up and get And you want everybody out. else to to like like fall in line with your urgency. Right. Like this ambulance just in my way getting this passenger Trying to go loaded. save somebody like, life right, right, say, bro, watch out, dog. That ain't got nothing to do on this meeting I gotta go to about this movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got one more for you, G. Alright, what you got? Ah, this is a good one. Sis, you could be the whole table and he'll still mess around with the napkin. Hashtag stay woke. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. So look, I, I I'm 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 not I'm gonna reserve my comments on on Ooh. that particular issue. No, because I I feel like I, you know you you have that little tribalism and you feel like you mm-hmm. gotta go to bat for your gender or whatever. Right. And it, like you have like the 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 situations where you can kind of like say, dang, I didn't I didn't fell in line with that like yeah. ideology before, yeah. whether it's you know whether I'm yeah. proud of it or not. But uh yeah, I but I think yes, all genders probably strong. have. I, I feel like this is a genderless statement because people in general be doing some, you know, always trying to upgrade, especially now I think about, I always relate things to technology and kind of like the world we live in now where Mm -hmm. people are constantly upgrading their phones and constantly, we can't just, I don't want to call it settle, but we can't be content and work out what we have. So we are quick to jump and say, I'm done, or let me see what's up over here. Or not have like the self-control sometimes to now, along, you know, you know some of these some of these phones out here they be sabotaging themselves, so you have to replace. Uh, I just got a new phone for Christmas too, so <laughs> and the people. But my screen was cracked and all kind of stuff. It was a janky little phone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was. What, what would you rate now that we're rating our lurking sessions on a scale from dry to merse? <laughs> <laughs> I would rate it dewy. Dewy. <laughs> Misty. We had a misty <laughs> lurk session. So, wait, one time we had like a, it was like a sloppy wet one, a mm-hmm. sloppy wet lurk session. I have to say lurking session on the end because if somebody's like, just tuning in and hear me say sloppy wet, that right. might not be, you know, in line with um, yeah. the Christian mm-hmm. image we're trying to uphold. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> the Bible since the 80s. <laughs> no comment, no comment. So, moving on along. G, you ready to uh, do something with this money? Man, let this, let's let these dollars circulate. Like, Are you ready to let, let the dollars circulate? Let spin around. Aaron, let's let the dollars circulate. Let the dollars circulate. Hey, somebody told you about that they had that song, right? That the, that the song started. We introduced them to that song. They didn't know about let the dollar circulate. Yeah, uh, me, right? Wait, <laughs> no. Well, I introduced you to the song. Right. It was a friend of yours that we hipped them to to that song. Oh, I gotta think. Of, I'm gonna think of it while the, while the theme song play while the dollar circulate. I think yeah, play. we should start introducing more music to some people. So yeah, let the dollar circulate, y'all. Let the dollar circulate. Let the dollar circulate. Let it, let it, let it, let it circulate, circulate, circulate. Let the dollar circulate. Now that we have talked about the means, we're going to talk about the black dollars, talk about the money. Um, So I said earlier when we were talking about resolutions and resolving things Mm -hmm. that uh, I made a couple little packs with myself and one of them was since new year's day i haven't had any meat any alcohol uh 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And and some other things. Okay. Uh, some other vices. Okay. And wait, so what is is there a, a like a a goal in particular? Is it like a like a It's a purging, just a, a, a re you know like a detox, like a it's detox. gonna be like a couple of weeks. Yeah, because I'm in the midst of like a lot of transitions. I don't wanna have like a whole therapy session right now with y'all. But like, <laughs> Man, come on, open up. <laughs> I'm I'm moving, you know, into a new spot just started a new uh gig or whatever mm-hmm. um and so that was just that was following so in like line you with had it to feed your spirit something like yeah different yeah. to help yeah yeah build on that okay. part so that being said our dollars let the, our dollars are circulating <laughs> to <laughs> sweet vegan nola okay Have you ever been to sweet vegan nola sweet soul food Nola Vegan Cuisine is on Broad Street, right up the street from here, technically. Um, 1016 North Broad Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. If you ever rode through New Orleans, and you might be a vegan or a vegetarian. We have a lot of people that come visit the city, and every time we introduce them to something to eat, it always got to be some andouille sausage this, <laughs> some pork that, some mm-hmm. chicken, some other something that. Yeah, we, we everybody that come here complain about all the weight they didn't picked up in the, in the little time that they left. Look. I ain't nobody force you to eat the good food. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who do want to participate in some New Orleans cuisine and and taste what a little bit of home feels like, but don't necessarily want the the meat that goes along, want want the animals that go along with it, (laughs) Sweet Veganola on 1016 North Broad. They are open um, Monday through Saturday. From 11 to 6 p.m., closed on Sunday. If you ever want to follow them, they do uh, have an Instagram page. I think it's at Sweet Veganola as well. Um, good food. Like, you, I've had vegan food before where I'm like, oh, like, the flavor ain't really there. But this, like, I went and had some um, cabbage or something there one time that was like, I'll just eat cabbage for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> cabbage tastes like this. You know what I mean? What's your favorite vegan dish? Kind, if you have one. I don't know. Ooh. The one that got meat in it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite vegan dish I've ever, ever had. Man, to be honest, I bought this little box. I can't even think of the name of the brand. I don't even want to give them no play like that because they ain't a black business. Mm-hmm. But I bought it from Whole, uh, Whole Foods or Ra- Rouse's. Mm. And it's a little meal that has like black beans white beans kale all the you know all the stuff that mm-hmm. gentrifies like to eat and it's all in one bowl and it's really really good and you miss meat um but i think it's called like a frontera <laughs> like mexican bowl or something i don't know but that's my favorite vegan okay meal so you just like a it's like a tv combo. dinner from Rouse's. oh i get you now i thought you were saying it was all mixed nah. up like a little pot pie you was but it's like segmented it's just it give you like no no it's all together it's mixed oh, together. it is mixed together it's mixed together okay yeah it's real too huh it's okay. like a vegan bean bowl <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway if y'all get the opportunity please make sure you go over and hit up the folk at sweet veganola get you some of that good vegan food all the beautiful black people be hanging out in there i rolled in there one day and saw everybody i wanted to see all in one shake it was like <laughs> mama fire was in there sunny was in there everybody was in there getting they eat on so do they do, they do the collie wings over there the collie they do have collie wings oh, well, i'm so. going 1016 mm-hmm. north broad i'm about you've been to be talking there. about these collie you talked about the collie wings before with somebody else about something uh in and what was it? Uh, People might not know what Kylie.
collie wings. Y'all know what collie, collie wings are? Cauliflower wings. Right. They're using vegetables now in the place of meat. I don't know when that started, who came up with that idea, but it's genius. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's genius in my opinion. Right. But they put a little, uh, they have the buffalo ones and everything too. Um, not at Sweet Veganola, but in real life. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Gee, what are we going into next? We are. Kind. Are we, um. We got a little, I feel like it's like time for a second line. What's yeah. today, Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday. Tomorrow, January Sunday. 2019. We might as well do a second line. All right, we could do a little second line. You got something for me? What you got? I got a little second line for you. Now, we, you know, we we be challenging each other with these second lines and and embarrassing each other for the most part. At least I'd be embarrassed because I don't know none of them. <laughs> but so I'm a, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this one a little bit easier. I'm a, I'm gonna actually sing this one oh, as it's sung. Wow. Well, I mean, can we explain my to people what the second it. line was? Oh yeah, I don't we, even think we told people about the lurking earlier that lurking was us going through people's you, memes. Right. We got to shape up. We don't be interested. We shape just, up. We just, <laughs> we just <laughs> assume people be on the same right. page. Be we like, can't start out 2019 sloppy. All right. So <laughs> the second line is, <laughs> second line is when we take the second line from a song and one person presents it and the other person has to guess the actual song. Mm-hmm. So you don't get all the lyrics. You don't get the first line. But you get the second line of the song in order to guess what the song is. Did I explain that accurately? That, that sounds perfect. Thank you. Sounds exactly I tried right. my best. If I had my whistle, I'd have blown in at the ooh, second line. Ooh, <laughs> All right. So this one, this is this is a, a, a song that I know that you know. All right. Mm. <clears throat> I wake up feeling like you won't play right. Why does it sound like the way you sung it sound like Keith Sweat? What? I thought I was making it real easy. <laughs> Hold up. See, perception. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just can't sing. <laughs> you, you, you had a little key sweat kind of situation. Hit it, hit it for me one more hit time it. if you can. I wake up feeling like you won't play right. Oh, I feel like I know what this is. Yeah. Okay, I feel like I know what it is. Because you went up an octave. <laughs> you modulated. <laughs> That's what we call it in the church choir. You modulated. You went up an octave. I had access um, to that diaphragm. Right yeah, 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 yeah. This feels like it. Is it um, Donald Glover or what's his real name? Uh, I mean, not his real, real name. name. That's his real name. Uh, what's his uh, childish Gambino? Childish Gambino. This is how y'all know I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. People say we are millennials, but I don't feel like I'm a millennial. I be feeling like, oh, what, what's such yeah. a soul name? So childish <laughs> like Gambino. Um, is it Stay Woke? Well, uh, uh, no, Stay no, no, Woke no. is the uh, unofficial title of it, but yeah, it, it's called. Um, it ain't something about your mama. He he had a song about your mama. Uh, okay. I feel like I need Jeopardy music right now in order to guess this. Oh, you can give me the bass line and everything. I wake up. Well, you already know the song. I know the song. So. <laughs> What's the official Red name? Bone. Red Bone. Red Black Bone. people always name the song after the chorus. We don't never know the title <laughs> to the song. We got to do better in 2019. In 2019, we're going to start knowing the title to the song. We are? Well, are we going to ask artists to start naming the song titles that actually, I've never heard the word Red Bone in the song at all. That's true. I, I wonder if, 
anybody ever asked the inspiration being for like, right where that came from somebody, but i mean he's somebody light skin fell asleep on him so he decided <laughs> to tell them to stay woke and name it red but i'm like i'm trying to childish childish gambino is definitely the dude that'll do something random like that clearly as demonstrated <laughs> by his many many career paths which uh- <laughs> Look at that segway, segway like a <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's talk about kind. Let's talk about multi-genre artistry. Mm. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about crossing over mm. into into different kinds of art, and let's talk about us as artists mm-hmm. and the desire to express ourselves through different genres. Mm. Okay, childish can be. I, I know that you know. So he has some issues, just like. Everybody else mm. attached to him, um, you know, speaking of R. Kelly. Well, we try not to speak on Ooh. R. Kelly. <laughs> but, Ooh. you know, every, it seemed like every celebrity got a, got a issue lingering in their past where, you know, something, something about them that they let get loose and shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I feel like, you know, people are like, cool and on board with 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 Donald Glover. You know, his, his, his acts aren't criminal. You know what I mean? Like his, mm-hmm. you know, not like he's just a little what's the word we use now problematic in some Mm. sorts um yeah he's he's a very uh talented individual and speaking on that um you know, whole idea of a lot of our artists have their demons and their things that they battle like you can go all the way back to you know the Marvin Gaze and the whoever yeah, else who yeah. had all of their different demons and it's crazy yeah. because that's kind of the catch 22 sometimes of being an artist is like you got this immense talent and then there's this other crazy stuff over here and so mm-hmm. we have to as consumers sometimes find the line between figuring out who we support and don't support um, just based off of that and sometimes, you know, our community will support talent sometimes over, hmm. you know, yep. um, keeping the, the the sanctity and the morality or the whatever of the community intact. So going into Donald Glover, he does what? He's a actor, a writer. Actor, comedian. I don't know about the comedian part. I watch I one mean, of his stand-ups. He, <laughs> well, he, he he does stand up. He uh like he identifies. Tiffany Haddish does stand up. He he identifies sometimes. as a comedian. Okay, self-proclaimed <laughs> comedian. Then he's a self-proclaimed comedian. He's also um, rapper. Um, oh yeah, rapper, slash, producer, I guess singer. I mean, it sounds like he'd be singing on humstress, some of the songs. Humster, humster. I don't know. Yeah, but he's he's a super talented uh, dude, and I mm-hmm. I think he's one of the few people I've seen who kind of mastered too, like how to make all of those things come together and one thing doesn't necessarily overwhelm the other. Now, you know, so, you know, what's interesting to me about Donald Glover is that I am not particularly a fan of most of his, uh, artistic, you know, endeavors. Mm-hmm. Like I, like you said, I'm, I'm, I don't think he's that funny as a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, particularly like his music that much. Like every now and then he'll mm-hmm, put out, mm-hmm. you know, like a song per album. And I'm like, okay, I feel that one. But for the most part, it's like, eh, but like, I really like him as a, television producer slash actor and you know whatever role that he has with the show atlanta like to me i feel like that's that's his his niche that's you know his, niche, his yeah. landing point i mean but i'm sure he you know given the fact that he has the opportunity to do all these things uh you know he he doesn't feel that way he's like i'm a dude you know right so he's one of those people like you call jack of all trades like i'm good I'm a little good at everything, but I ain't really a master of one particular thing, mm-hmm. in a sense. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as an artist of multi-genre kind of dealings yourself, <laughs> uh, do you relate to that kind of feeling like there's a bunch of things that you kind of do well, and then there's one thing that you do just like extremely great? Kind, that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent question because that, uh, I mean, I, I feel like everything is like being funneled back to this uh, this resolution. Um I feel like for the most for most of my artistic career, I've been in that kind of jack of all trades thing. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do a little bit of poetry and do it, you know, well. But I ain't, you know, out here breaking the bank on them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I I've been working towards becoming a filmmaker, but you know, trying to balance that with like all the other things that happen and the other uh, artistic, uh, you know, things that I want to do. Like, I mean. I'm seeing and hosting is to me that's a that's an artistic it is. thing you know yeah, what I mean? it's an art and so and and I enjoy you know I enjoy what what we do when you know when we do the corner collective or you know passing on like I enjoyed that portion of it too which I mean working at that and spending time at that definitely takes away from time that I could be building myself as a filmmaker but and that, you're an actor too, though, G. You never all, mentioned that. Do y'all don't even know too. right now. G is actually in character. I don't know if y'all call it in character. <laughs> you know how they make the characters like make you gain weight, lose weight, shave your hair, or whatever. <laughs> G ain't looking quite like himself right now. No, 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 I changed it up. Hopefully, <laughs> I saw him the other day. He had like these crazy sideburns from like I don't even know what year or circa 1978. Seven, my birthday. Okay, I was gonna say 70 something. <laughs> um, and then he came back and it was like no mustache or no whatever. So I'm like, what? else they gonna do to you for this movie you know just trying to try to be devoted that's beautiful that you let people morph you but yeah that that whole thing of feeling like that balance like i think it relates to when we think about people being just um there's a lot of talk about intersectionality and people kind of crossing at different crossroads and we're learning as a people especially as black people not to just be so mon like showing the world we're not monolithic we're Mm -hmm. not just one particular whatever like we do a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. you know my grandmother was a great is a great cook and she could sing and you know she a fashionista mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we just do so I many know. different things i think that crosses over into that conversation too about being an artist of different um different genres or different mediums mm-hmm. like how do you balance that or do you focus on one particular thing that you like you know and just kind of do the other things when you feel like it. So, Khan, since you since you posing all these questions, I guess I'm gonna just turn them around on you. So, but first of all, let let's let me you know throw out here this first question and ask like, what are the the artistic uh, expressions that you know you you kind of see yourself um, gravitating towards um, in in you know within your five year window? Mm. I know you got a manuscript coming out. I do. I do. Uh, So first book is going to be a book of poetry. I don't really know too much if I'm interested in writing like novels and things like that anymore. When I was younger, I found myself being more of a storyteller in that sense. I think eventually I might get back into doing that, like writing actual storylines and having character development and whatnot. But yeah, poetry and writing and performing is two different things Mm -hmm. for me. Like, there's an art to the writing. There's an art to the performing that are totally different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, I started out doing a little bit of acting, like theater. Okay. So I would like to maybe, you know, tap back into that. What? Um, okay. I'm a visual artist now, as ca- well. Kind of, have you ever thought about writing a role for yourself and something? Nah, I'm going to let you do that. Kind of. <laughs> look, you know, you know, look, you got that already. But why? Um, but why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't that uh, appeal to you? Do you think? I don't or, know anything about screenwriting. I mm. would have to really take a class because I, 
I'm not one of those people who thinks just because I watch a movie, I that automatically you, know mm, how to write a film because mm, mm. that's a whole nother monster in itself. There's a format. There's thinking about all the little nuances of yeah, characters yeah. and how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I would have to really sit down and like mm-hmm. take a master class. And okay, I got you. Then, I got okay, you. then. <laughs> if G ever, you know, sit down and be still, I can get a master class with G <laughs> on how to write a screenplay. <laughs> I got to sit But yeah, and then my visual art, I want to get back into painting a little bit more and creating things with my hands so, okay yeah. so so then is it fair to say or to ask that five years from now that you plan on you know making these things into um like sustainable ways for you to you know make it as an artist is that yes, is that kind of part been. of the goal because i you know i know you mm-hmm. I, i've seen you know some of your your visual artwork and it's amazing but hey. I, I feel like you haven't um necessarily pursued like that as as a as way a, to yeah yeah so it's like that, i'm gonna start selling prints or paintings i think i sold one painting before in my life and i actually got a good little amount of money for it oh kind remind me to tell you this idea i'm gonna tell you this now idea. Gonna tell, y'all remind him to tell no, me <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now so I, I went and visited a friend of mine and um this person had decorated their their house with they just bought some canvases painted the canvases all black and then had like a little silver marker and literally like made like artwork out of rap lyrics mm. so like one of the one of the the i guess you call it a painting i'm not sure i mean the, the canvas was painted black and then you know and and it was just the writing on it in this nice you know cool mm. little font because she had good handwriting and it was <laughs> it was the lyrics to a biggie song okay and i was like first of all like you already like winning for that but second of all like the presentation is it's like so, bomb right, right right so i mean i don't know like you know you got your you got the be your own amen like you know already yeah. lined up and you know you got the buttons you ever thought about like maybe i don't know working that into some like of the I'm artwork being interviewed like some here. Of your, right how did, i don't know how this turned into you being the guest but that's i don't know that's how we do uh, but no that's that's a dope idea and i think that also speaks to everybody got a little bit of artistry in them i believe mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. another when we think about us as human beings i've come across a lot of people who feel like oh no i'm not an artist that's for y'all or mm-hmm. you know some of the listeners might even be like oh they're talking about artistry that's not for me but you'd be amazed when you sit down and put your hands to things i'm a true believer that everything I need and everything I want, everything I need to create is at the tips of my own fingers. Mm-hmm. Or I have it in my hand, the ability to make anything. Um, and that's that divine power or whatever that I have. So the fact that somebody could sit down and say, I'm going to take a blank canvas and come up with that idea. I might not be able to draw, you know, or paint like a Jessica Strahan or put something together like Io or write a poem or play like G, but I can come up with this aesthetic mm-hmm. idea that's art in itself in my opinion what? now is this something that belongs in the smithsonian or something like that <laughs> you know i don't know while, while we while we on that on that topic of of inspirations let me just let me just throw this out here so if there was like a um an artist that you would kind of aspire to be similar to aesthetically like a visual artist that mm. you would aspire to be similar to uh vis- you know uh um aesthetically what uh what what artist would it be if there is one I don't know I mean you, you clearly have your own style but like I got so many people I love and who just like our good friend we have a friend Cecilia Given CC CC's aesthetic um visually is dope to me oh, do CC have some work online we need to be able to link the people Plug. we need to let we the got a lot of people that are just CC like right this quick. is another thing for 2019 artists myself included I was trying to book some artists for work. 
I ain't saying no names or whatever. Um, <laughs> I work at Ashe Cultural Arts Center. Uh, I shout moonlight. Out. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. I moonlight over there doing <laughs> some work uh, with the artistic director over there. But in booking artists, a lot of the times I have to like ask for, give me a headshot and a bio or oh, a link yeah. to your website or a this or that. And we won't be having none of that stuff readily Man, available sometimes. Look, we, look, uh, we be so focused. And uh, people who are really true artists sometimes don't focus on that thing be horrible business people and that's one form of your artistry or your intersectionality as an artist or whatever you want to call it multi-genreism we need (laughs) to we need to focus on we need to just find one person that's just gonna like take it for the squad and just like put them through like a boot camp publicist training and then just i need to be in it because i'm not that great as well if oh, people what? went to my website, www.iconartist.com, plug. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't really been up updated like it should be, but you that's, know it's that's there. What I'm saying. It, I feel like I feel like it's a whole lot of us in the community who would be way ahead if we like if there's you know there's these little things that we just don't do mm-hmm. that because either we don't get around to them, we don't know we should do them, mm-hmm. or like it's just not you know our lane and we we don't feel comfortable in that right. way. But like if we had somebody who was working for us the way that a childish Gambino have right. somebody handling his publicity or the way that well we gotta get know. that childish Gambino money of course he got the funds to pay people that kind of check but from our mouths to God's ears hmm. you know maybe we can gather together and make that happen for the community but I think along the lines of our conversation I think what you just said was correct a lot of artists and a lot of people are so into the crafts and doing so much with that by the time it's time to sit down and do the business or yep. time to sit down and plan the website or plan the whatever. Mm-hmm. That, a lot of times we don't have the time, stops. the yeah. energy or the money or the, yeah. you know, resources to be able to do it. Cause things like that of quality cost money. Now, yeah, you got a lot of people that's learning how to do it on their own, but again, that's another form of art. You got to learn. Mm-hmm. I got to learn how to edit my photos yeah. or edit websites or build websites or Keep and up as, with my social media. All and, that. and as an artist, that's the most draining thing oh, is the, the art that you don't like, you know, that's oh. not your practice. Like, mm. yeah, that's the that's Y'all, the I ain't like. going to even lie. <laughs> I don't like social media, like talking about it. So for me as an artist, like in social media is a huge part of being an artist. Now, we had that conversation, too, before about people like talent versus like just presence you know people just being out there readily and then you got some people who are super duper talented but they're just not as present Mm -hmm. because they're not really on social media like that are they not as focused on that as -hmm. they are the craft um and then sometimes like sometimes i'd be feeling like social media is kind of like a crap shoot like getting Mm -hmm. you know like going viral is like yeah it's a a look at a draw it's somebody who's gone viral before like i've had work that i thought was okay that went viral and I had work that I thought was genius. And that it's like, like why, nobody on this? 500 like, people. On it, you know? Yeah, right. yeah, that part. So it's, like you said, it's what people are into. And so when you create, that speaks to also when you create as a creator. And this can go for anybody. If you're an artist, if you're not an artist, if you're a person who works at, you're a clerk at, <laughs> at the Rouses or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't really pay attention to, I guess, what everybody else is doing or do something for the sake of it hitting or do something for the sake of you just got to do it because that's what you feel Mm. like inclined to do and you feel like that's your passion without a doubt because if not you're not gonna always get the reward of having people you know right give you the accolades right so and then yeah look (laughs) 
a lot of times as as artists that we be surviving off of that too you yeah. know those accolades like a lot of times because you know it's a lot it's, it's a lot of stuff that we do that's just about the love or yeah. or you know our community right you right. know what i mean like or you know like sharing that space with other artists and then and then building but like you know again not really serving that business side of mm-hmm. it that we talk about yeah and, back to the resolutions though I resolve to in 2019 create the art I want to create. Yeah. Like okay. I'm not worried about the viral status or I'm no longer doing poetry slam, which is a competitive form of spoken word or poetry um, that I was formerly or am very good at. <laughs> let me let me let me ask you this kind of then I, I feel like this is still yeah. an interview, but 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 a little different though. I'm because I'm really just asking your opinion about this one. I feel um, speaking on you know uh, artists like you know, doing different things and the evolution mm-hmm. of it. I feel like slam is a thing mm. that poets kind of grow out of. Like it yeah. seems to me like every poet like has their experience and their time with, um, well, not, not every poet has their time, but every poet who has their time and experience with slam eventually gets to a point where they're like, I just don't feel slam. Like yeah, I Cause to. I mean, and not every, not every poet or spoken word artist takes that route. You have a lot of people who do not like slam. Right. I never really. Slam, <laughs> right. You know? They feel like, and again, that goes for use what you need for what you need it for. Mm-hmm. I might not need, you know, jumper cables. <laughs> today but you might need them grab them and take them you know i but so what, what do you do you have like a maybe like a theory on how that ends up happening that that like a lot of poets kind of evolve out of slam is it a it's tiring thing it's or? tiring and mm. then also you feel you begin once you get into that realm of anything competitive when you're doing it for competition you always want to win like you said mm. your new year's resolution is to win yeah. nobody wants to there's very few people who go into that kind of environment saying i just want to come here for the love and that's it <laughs> i hear a lot of people saying it but when it comes down to it they really be wanting to win i'm not traveling across the country to different competitions paying x amount of money to be in a hotel or for travel expenses not to walk away with not kind of i'm I'm gonna say this and and this is not me just saying this because you know we we co-host and because i got love for you but kind you win at poetry slams like that's (laughs) that's your mo but you you, that's what i've been known for but you kind of letting it go though like so because so i have to redefine what people know me as and for and show them Mm. that icon is a bigger artist than just a poetry slam champion um and i think with the book coming out that's what it's going to show a lot of people's like oh she good on paper too not just on stage Mm -hmm. i'm dope on stage but i'm fire on paper too because that's where i started was on on paper so yeah speaking about just being a, a artist of different genres and what you do it for and what your intention is i think intentionality is everything um and so for 2019 my intention just as an artist of multiple genres is to create like i said the art that i want to create okay. and that means you know if i want to sit down today and just paint a picture of whatever of a bunch of beautiful black women on a canvas yeah. a bunch of afros or a like bunch of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whatever it is i decide to paint i want to paint a field of flowers and it ain't got nothing to do with mm-hmm. a bunch of black folk or whatever like if that's what i feel like i want to create from my heart i'm no longer feeling like i need to create things for people um as much mm-hmm. yeah. yeah not saying i won't create for the people anymore because as someone who makes a living off of their art of course i want people to consume my art and i want them to spend money and let the dollar circulate towards my art if possible so that mm-hmm. means they have to connect with something in it um and so yeah mm-hmm. Con, i'm gonna ask you this think of 
your favorite artist that crosses multiple genre of like of artistry whatever it is do you do you have somebody in particular who you feel like this person is always on point whether mm. they're doing Ooh. you know music move whatever it is. i mean i you know whatever it is that they oh, that they do that's hard I mean, I I got a couple. Like, okay, give me yours, because then I need a I need a, so, I need a second to think. So speaking of you know problematic artists, but this <laughs> oh, this is no. a person this is a person that's that's you know near to me because of you know we grew up together. Tupac was like one of oh. my favorite like intersectional oh, yeah. artists. Like Tupac was you know and he I mean he wasn't like the coldest lyricist ever, but like he had a flow that was like he was one significant, of the right, right, right. And so he 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 did his thing as a rapper, but then like this dude was like a great actor, actor yeah. Like this dude was legit, like like he could have won um, Academy, he would have won Academy yeah. Awards, I believe, if he'd have still been with us. Like yeah, that Bishop role was right. Everything that was scary almost. This dude, I was like, like not liking Tupac after he played Bishop because it was so believable. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, yeah, Tupac. I didn't even think about Tupac. When I was thinking about multi-genre, I mean, art. he ain't been around for a while, so it's oh, excuse. Wow, yeah. that was kind of cold. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm trying to play that man. Like, look, his estate still Tupac worth is more still than me. Here. He is in Barbados somewhere. Right. Also, that the fact that he might not be dead, like that's <laughs> we we gotta make that uh, uh oh. put that out there too. Um, yeah. So in in that vein of talking about Tupac and artists. I feel like a lot of them will be like an overlap between music and acting. Like Whitney Houston was like a really, you know, talented actor. I was going to name somebody that was a little closer to home, to be honest. Who's that? I was going to say Tank. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Just because I know she's a singer, a rapper, a poet, you know, and does all very well. Right. Do do Tank do her own styling or does she have a stylist? She does her own styling, so she's technically a stylist. And and from what (laughs) I remember with us talking with uh, with Tavi, like she does a lot of the... Her visual, her artistic um, vision uh is her own. With the video, like she did... Yeah, if y'all don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Tank from Tank and the Bangas, New Orleans' own. Um, We Y'all better know what we're talking about. <laughs> Y'all better know. <laughs> but yeah, she I, I I was thinking a little closer to home and trying to think of somebody who wasn't problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that vein too, we also, you know, in respecting people's problems and their ability and talent again, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't want to take away from what Tupac was able to give, but that was also maybe some of the battle. Cause I think I've been accused of being problematic myself at certain times. No. Yes. I don't buy that. Uh, gee, Point you know, them out. This world we living in, everybody, <laughs> everybody's a culprit possibly. Somebody, if somebody got a problem with Khan, they got a problem that, with and, and I'm okay with that, you know, because mm-hmm. I know I'm still growing and I know I'm still learning some things. And I, I, when I'm wrong now, there used to be a time when I would get super defensive about that. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm working on all these different, you know, mediums and art. I'm working on all it, of that. But we have to honor that too, that when people are growing, um, and we have to honor when people ain't worth the growth. <laughs> and we should just throw the whole artist the away. Whole person away. <laughs> just throw the whole uh, music catalog away. The whole away. music catalog away. Throw but the yeah, whole I just 12 think we, play away. Wait, I just got specific. Go I'm ahead. <laughs> I think to sum it all up, or if you want to sum it all up, I'm going to sum it up on my end to say that just black people are just beautiful as I don't know what. And so we are born artists and born with all these different capabilities. And um, 
I just feel like New Orleans is one of those cities that really, really cultivates mm-hmm. like having your feet in different. You got to. Because, mm-hmm. no you doubt. know, yeah. No doubt. You're going to be asked to do anything at any time. Right. You might be playing the drums and tap dancing all at once and working the boards. Kai, you know, I'm a musician too. Did you know that? I had no idea. I know it's not singing when you did that second line. It, it is too. It's vocals. <laughs> it's vocals. But it's, it's, I be doing poetry with jazz bands. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that is one thing you do well I, that I, I don't. I call myself a musician. You like, are. Because the way you like, ride the beat. Yeah, is, I feel like, I, you know, that might be my niche right That there. is your niche. I'm not, I'm going to let you have that. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Give me a hip hop beat or something. I'll ride that. But, Gee. Khan, I, I'm 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 glad we got to talk about yeah. uh, about about this because uh, you know that's I feel like that's my life this uh this, this, this year, pursuit yeah. of pursuit of many um artistic expressions and and not limiting all the ourselves. possibilities right you know? like I feel like that's I don't know that's there's nothing wrong with you know with with spreading yourself uh over a, a couple of different you know things yeah. yeah and and starting in 2019 and beyond like not limiting ourselves or boxing ourselves in we have so much possibility that like I feel like even if you tried your hand at everything you still that's the tragedy I feel like of being an artist too you just feel like I can't, I'm trying to create everything I envision, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, the way I envision it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the that's the hard part is like getting other people to collaborate that see your vision. Ooh, that's in life as well. You that's know, the next topic we got to talk about is collaborations. Collaborations. Look, I'm about that collab life. I'm you about that collab that. life if Uh-oh. everybody's open to like seeing the vision together or we're or talking out the vision mm, or, or mm-hmm. doing their part or whatever. Like that's where I'm at with, you know, like if I have an idea for a music video or a video or whatever, I, I would hope that whoever I collab with like honors my vision, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. I honor theirs. You know, like Tavia was talking about the situation with Tank whenever she would bring up an idea or whatever. I saw it happen at the live recording this past week. This Tank wanted something in place, and this lady was like, no, we should move it. And Top is like, Tank says you want it there? Put it there. Mm-hmm. That's how artistic, you know. And so the collaboration they have is artist and manager for them to honor each other mm-hmm. in the vision so that it all comes together. And so, it ain't nothing like a little a little hierarchy to just, you know, make things a little easier on everybody. Like, that part. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. That part. <laughs> Gee, so since, you, since I feel like you interviewed me, I feel like I should do the Mental Health Matters. Okay, so wait. Okay, wait. You should do it, meaning? Meaning I should say. Oh, good. So I can, I can ask you. So, <clears throat> Khan. We have a little segment that we like to do here at the front porch where we give the gossip and the Why gospel. Put your white people for it, though. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. It just seemed like something I should do because I was going to take my turn at the snatching edges. Okay, go ahead. Go and snatch the edges. Con, I would like to know what is one thing that you do that really, like, helps you, you know, just be in your zen mode, just mm-hmm. like – get back to your equilibrium, just like, mm-hmm. you know, just be comfortable with yourself and say, okay, I can, I, I done refreshed and I can go back out into this world and, and, and you know, an attack mode. What's, what's one thing you I, do for your mental health? I think it's something I'm doing currently and that's, uh, withdrawing or limiting my time I spend on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the people that need to see me see, will see me. 
yeah. or that need to contact me will contact me. The people that want to follow me, if they want to unfollow me because I'm not as active or whatever, then they'll unfollow or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But I feel like during that time, I I be needing that because I'll sit and go through and like compare what I'm doing to other people's projects and get discouraged or it'll influence my project or the aesthetic of my project. So to just totally remove and be genuine and authentic to what I envision my art or my whatever to be i sometimes have to unplug so it's good too for the for just being stressless like staring at a, at a computer screen or a phone screen all day ain't good for your eyes yeah. ain't good for your health and the government having <laughs> everything anyway right or the, and taking the, pictures of you while you're on the toilet potato chips or whoever <laughs> trying to advertise to you and can hear you talking through the phone and then all of a sudden you see the ad pop up for that part <laughs> that part that's a whole nother but yeah that's what i do is sometimes just unplug from society in general mm-hmm. you and know? i think that's one of them like one of those mental health matters that we all kind of like kind of you know do on our own like when we feel a little overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. it because it's you know everybody have the ebb and flow especially with like you see somebody posting a lot more and then like not as much Mm -hmm. and it's probably and nothing's wrong when people not posting Mm -hmm. i have people hit me up like what's wrong something wrong but you know everything's good when i'm not posting but don't it be like that sometimes you like kind of miss somebody's post and you'd be like wait where where's such and such nah i'd be like the people that need to hit me up are my friends that got my number they know i'm all right they could just get the uh, they could get the the word right from you that, that part <laughs> go to you for the gospel <laughs> gee it's Kyle. about that time to give some love to some people oh is it time for those love taps yeah, yeah. all right all right let's hit all the joint and, and this thing get the joint pop you got me on that song now i love it I yeah love it. man that's my man's roy hargrove r.i.p once more yeah let's put that joint right quick give my love tap this week to a young man by the name of Malik Bartholomew. <laughs> you give me a love fancy tap. Fancy that. Right, look. Yeah, so fancy that. Kind of, <laughs> a, a couple of weeks ago, I had um, the Black Film Festival in New Orleans come through this thing, and I had a bunch of filmmakers that came from, two of them came from L.A., one of them came from Oklahoma, but it was, you know, out-of-town filmmakers visiting. And uh, I put them on the No Nola tour, Mm-hmm. And they have been raving about that mm-hmm. thing. Like, they've been talking about social media. They've been mm-hmm. posting it on Instagram, on Facebook, talking about how much history they got out mm-hmm. of the No Nola tour. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of Malik. So this is like a, like a, like an artist thing, like a let the dollar circulate and a love tap mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. This, this love tap goes out to Mar- Malik Bartholomew. Let's give him that. <laughs> Love, love tap. tap. Yeah. All right. So my love tap is a little more sentimental and I guess a little more, um, I don't know, personal. Mm, okay. Um, so my love tap goes out to someone near and dear to my heart who I actually lost this week. Oh. Who um, I, I just want to give them a love tap for all the greatness they instilled in my life, just showing me how to be a beautiful, strong, black woman <laughs> in America. And... Um, 
She's just a beautiful spirit. My great aunt Estella Law out in Los Angeles, California, who we lost this week. Mm. We call her Estelle Mabel. I want to give it up to Aunt Estella for just a life of legacy, love, and family. We have our family reunions out in L.A. sometimes every few years. And I remember as a young kid going out to L.A. and spending summers out there at her house. And this year we'll be doing our family reunion in Los Angeles. So for just all the beauty that she brought yeah. to our family yeah. and the legacy we'll continue to hold for her, we want to give my Aunt Estelle that Love tab. That's for you, Nanny. <laughs> All right. So, G, we going to sign out? Yeah, Kyle. Let's get out of I here. I think it's been good. Get this misbelief going. Right. So, y'all stay tuned for the misbelief. We going to let y'all out with a little word. When your life becomes a sermon that no one else wants to hear, you sitting on the porch, you just look out at the people up the block and be, you know what? <laughs> I'm my own amen. So, be your own amen. We'll holler at y'all next week. Same time, same place. We out. <laughs>